The myths of selling to the government. If you're using traditional sales techniques to sell to the government, you're doing it wrong. Rick Wimberly and Lauren Bristow have been selling and marketing to the government for years. Quite successfully, thank you. They're authors of Seven Myths of Selling to Government, available on Amazon. The podcast is brought to you by Government Selling Solutions, a consultancy helping companies sell to the government. Now, here's Rick. Hello again, and welcome. We've talked about the benefits of focusing on relationship building and selling to government. Now, how do we do it? Well, we start with discovering and nurturing shared values. Shared values are simply beliefs or principles commonly agreed upon. Strong shared values indicate two people are like-minded on what's important or unimportant, or what's right or wrong. While shared values sound like deep, complex set of beliefs, they can be fairly mundane, like sports, hobbies, activities, if they are truly important to the exchange partner. It's a concept we all know. Each of us has met people with whom we've headed off. Many times, the connection is made through discovery of some shared belief. It can be superficial or deep. You've probably heard the rapport-building advice that upon entering a prospect's office, or I guess seeing them on screen, you should look for ways to connect on an individual level. Pictures of family? Talk about your kids. Golf trophies on the bookshelf? Tell her about your trip to Pebble Beach. These cues are indicators of some interest or value that could provide a connection point. The goal, according to traditional thinking, is to establish personal rapport through aligning oneself with the prospect's interest. It's decent advice on the surface, as honing in on prospect passions is clearly an effective method for easing initial introductions. However, deeper relationship building requires expanding this practice beyond the initial meeting. Salespeople should move past thinking the method is just an ice-breaking gimmick. Instead, focus on ways to build a deeper shared value framework. Now, there's no whining and dining in government sales. And if there is, it really should be Dutch. But shared values can be established in short order. Those who influence government buying are generally passionate, multifaceted, and interesting people. They don't mind talking about their interest and will appreciate your interest as long as it's not forced or insincere. So, how do you make this work? Here's some key tips. First, observe and listen. Make a concerted and discreet effort to become more aware of interests and values. Capture. Make notes in your CRM about the interest and the values you uncover. Review. Revisit the values you've observed and captured for your entire prospect list regularly. Collect. Be on constant lookout for things you know will pique your prospect's interest or tap into mutually shared values. Share. Commit to passing along content that will be of interest to prospects and reinforce those shared values. Don't make a big deal out of your efforts, and don't try to squeeze in a heavy sales pitch. Just, I saw this and thought of you, will be fine. Even if you don't write it, pass it along. Heck, we've even passed along helpful information from a competitor. We were remembered quite fondly for that. Be genuine. Trying to force shared values where none really exist 
will backfire on you. It's certainly fine to appear interested in your prospect's passion for Bavarian enamel dinner plates, but pretending to have that same love without any real emotional tie will be easily detected, ultimately working against you. Even if you don't have a mutual level of interest in something, a recognition of its importance to the prospects will go a long way. You'll be amazed at how much mileage you'll get from tuning into shared values. A second way to enhance relationship commitment is to focus on creating clearly recognizable relationship benefits. Simply put, relationship benefits relate to the old what's-in-it-for-me question. While prospects don't want to feel you're only hanging around for your own selfish personal gain, they don't have any trouble desiring something from the relationship for themselves. Relationship benefits stem from a variety of areas. Let's place ourselves in the shoes of the prospect and examine just a few of the more powerful ones. Knowledge and expertise. As a prospect, I might get benefit from you if you bring unique knowledge or expertise to the table that will make my life easier or make me look good. This is a very important one in government sales. Sooner or later, with every purchase or every project, a government buyer is going to need to demonstrate to bosses that she knows enough about the topic to make the right decision. One of the smartest things you can do to build your relationship with a government buyer is look for ways you can provide knowledge and expertise to make your prospect look smarter. This cannot be overemphasized. It works. Future gain. I might want to build a relationship with you if I can foresee some future role you might play in my life. Perhaps someday you'll reveal your secret fishing spot to me. Or... I'll hit you up for a job reference. Mutual connection. I might find it beneficial to develop a relationship with you if we share a mutual relationship, particularly one of some importance to me. If you're best friends with my boss's husband, it would behoove me to play nice. Network access. This is similar to the mutual connection benefit, except you and I may not currently share a connection. I might find it beneficial to have a relationship with you because I know you're well-connected to others whose interests parallel mine. Fame or notoriety. Sometimes it's just cool to carefully say you know someone due to their status or notoriety. I might desire a relationship with you because you're a known success in your industry. You write a widely read blog. You just won an Oscar or wrote a cool book about selling to government. Shh, there's some secrets we'd like to share. As it turns out, some of what you might think about selling to government is simply not true. Understand the real story, and you can be quite successful at it. Government selling solutions can help. We help build government sales momentum, increased revenues, and shorten sales cycles. Yes, that can be done. We've done it all quite successfully, thank you. Let government selling solutions help you. GovSelling.com. Government Selling Solutions. Getting Government Sold. Examine closely each of the possible benefits for clues on how to enhance prospect or partner relationship benefits. These sources of relationship benefits rarely occur by themselves, but are instead typically interconnected. In fact, the best strategy to employ as a salesperson 
is to create and leverage as many of these benefits as possible in tandem. Take, for example, your humble podcasters. Lauren and I have extensive experience and success leading government sales and marketing. This validates and reinforces our potential to offer solid knowledge and expertise. We wrote the book Seven Myths of Selling to Government, created this podcast, produced our study on top government sales performers, and have received media attention because of our expertise. This enhances our fame and notoriety. Because of our experience, reputation, and other efforts, we've developed a strong network of government sales professionals and government officials. With a strong network comes a high likelihood that we share a mutual connection. This indeed is a regular occurrence for us. Finally, considering all these elements together, it's reasonable for a prospect to conclude there might be some future gain to be realized by working with us through a consulting engagement, say. They'd be right. Now let's bring this concept a little closer to home. If you push helpful content to prospects, that reinforces your own key messages. Not only does this effort help position you as a trusted source and reduce your reliance on cold calling, it also becomes a way to enhance relationship benefits. This method is so powerful, it even works when personal selling is not involved, namely online sales. Think about the process you might go through in choosing an online sales training program. It starts with keyword searches. From the small description provided on the search page, you click on a program that interests you. On the company's website, you find background. You're impressed, though not quite ready to make a commitment. However, your interest is piqued enough to provide the company with an email address in exchange for a newsletter which, of course, is designed to inform and sell. Over time, the seminar company feeds you bits of helpful information and useful sales tips. Eventually, you come to trust them, and you order the selling program. As you experience and apply the information, you become a dedicated disciple. You might even seek to network with others who subscribe to the same methods and philosophies. When the seminar company offers a new sales education product, You've benefited so much by your previous experience, you're ready to buy whatever they're selling. Do you see what's happened and how relationship benefits have developed over time? Can you see how content plays a critical role in this? In this example, relationship commitment has developed between you and the sales training provider, even though you may have never even spoken to a human being in the process. You can do the same thing. Also, you can make it expensive to terminate the relationship. The top topic in the next episode. Today's episode has been brought to you by Government Selling Solutions. Government Selling Solutions. Getting government sold.